Welcome to Racing OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and joining me today are Carrie and Kenny Gregory to share their foster care journey. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Excited to be here. Carrie, not only are you a foster parent, you are also a child welfare specialist in foster care and adoption recruitment for Garvin and McLean counties. Tell us more about what your job entails and what you do every day. Oh, I have the best job at is formerly DHS, now it's OHS. And so I get to go um, just speak about the need for foster care and meet new people and recruit them and answer questions, dispel, dispel myths. People always have, um, you know, the unknowns of foster care. And so I get to go into businesses and um, talk to people and churches, um, different events. And so, and then when people do show interest, I follow up with them and help them um, get started on the process, kind of walk them through the process until they um, get certified. And then I hand them off to foster care. <laughs> That's so great. it's, it's, it's a great job and I've, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really blessed to have it. That sounds very rewarding. So when did the two of you become interested in becoming foster parents yourself? Carrie, you're out there recruiting people and I guess you recruited yourselves. Well, um, okay. So prior to me becoming a recruiter, um, about eight years ago, I did work in, as a child welfare worker in permanency, which is um, the worker that stays with the child once they come into foster care and helps them either go back home to their parents or goes with them towards adoption. And so I saw the need for I saw the need for foster parents, the need for families and kids who were in the office or just waiting, sibling groups that were split up. And so then um, I left. I left there and went into teaching for a while. We, our family was just not where it needed to be to foster. Yeah. 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 You know, for, for us, I think uh, it's been on our hearts now for, for a while. Carrie and I have been married for almost 20 years. And uh, I know. Married when we were two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. About, so about 20 years. And I know Carrie's heart has always been um, to have uh, some type of outreach like that with fostering or or others, and my heart really wasn't in it at the moment. You know, when we when in, at that time, yeah. And so we started just thinking about it, and uh, you know, just giving it up to prayer. And like what Carrie is saying is that our home really wasn't yet prepared and ready for it. We started praying. Um, you know, God has delivered us through just like every other family. You know, a ton of uh, heartaches and and uh, things like that, and God has delivered. And so then you know we just spend our prayer nights. And, time talking and it prepared us like what do you want us to do to better your kingdom father and so uh it just led my heart to be able to uh accept some you know some changes and to understand that fostering is also you know the desire for us as a family to do and so we started out looking at respite care and started yeah. getting approved <laughs> for respite care and uh somewhere between uh respite care and, and thanksgiving of 2018 uh, we became foster parents of two wonderful children. And next thing you know, our family is right smack dab in the middle of being a foster family. <laughs> yeah, one of the things, Kenny, was, um, oh, he, you know, how do you love someone else's child? You have those questions. And, and he was just unsure of it. And I was like, Kenny, you met me when Caleb was four, my oldest was 
um, two. Well, two. Yeah, we got yeah. married when he was four, and Kenny is his, his father. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I said, no, forget that he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you forget. Everybody says that we look alike, act like, talk like, poor you know, kid. Know, poor kid. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we really have a good time. Uh, but no, it's, yeah, it's yeah. been fun, a great journey. So you have some experience in that, it turns out, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, you know, just trying to, you know, for me, I was the, in my family, there wasn't a lot of babies around ever. It was a small family. And so whenever uh, Carrie and I got together, um, I had no idea what I was doing, you know, playing catch with a two-year-old. I'm throwing a basketball at him like I would a kid that's 10. You know, I'm knocking a kid over because I'm throwing a fastball at him, you know, playing basketball. And uh, so, you know, a lot of fun trying to learn. And so, you know, similar situation, you know, and so then, you know, as the growth of, you know, of me as a father from that early time when Caleb was two until, you know, 11, 14 kids later. Now he's 22. Yeah, now, oh, yeah, yeah. 22. Yeah, now yeah. our kid is 22 years old and I'm still throwing fastballs at him. So it's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids have you guys welcomed into your home since you became foster parents? We were counting, um, we have had 11 fosters. We've had um, several for multiple years at a time. Mm-hmm. And so we've adopted one child and we are in the process we were a couple weeks away yep. from adopting our first little girl so uh, she'll yes. be she'll be uh, you know, the first girl in our family in both uh carrie's family or my family since our parents since carrie was born yeah um, there's not a lot of girls you know my, my her mom has you know seven grandsons mm-hmm. and then my mom's got seven grandsons so it'll be you know fun for them to have granddaughters and for us to have a daughter and she'll be spoiled and he's surprisingly a really good girl dad I would um I, yeah <laughs> I did not think of him. he always impresses me yeah he, he's he's there yeah he actually they typically want him over me <laughs> so it depends on the situation they love their mothering you know and they got to have their mother during certain situations we kind of even it yeah. out like with the yeah, yeah exactly and you know and like I know that there's a lot of you know untruths or fears from fathers coming into the foster like how am I going to be a dad to somebody else's uh, child? Is that child going to respond to me um, like he should or or she should to the father? And I can tell you this, if, if you come in with an open, clear heart, an open and clear mind that those children are so resilient, ready to just have somebody love on them. And they are so eager to have a father in their lives or a mother in their lives that they will just gravitate toward that structure. They'll gravitate toward you as um, the father, the head of the home, you know, and things of that nature. Let me tell about last year. Last so. Kenny, um, our daughter, she started playing basketball last year and Kenny's coach for years. And he was like, I'm, I'm gonna sit it out. This is, this is um, I'm not gonna coach and I'm gonna let someone else do it. And I was like, okay, by the second game, Kenny was on the court, yeah. and and so yeah. well, I mean, yeah. and now he's her head coach. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it, it didn't wasn't like I forced my way out there or anything. Uh, there was some, <laughs> there was some uh, like she was a, she was a mom that that was a she was a mom that was a, that coached several children or several other sports, you know, and the next thing you know, they did, they needed some help coaching. So I stepped in to help. And so, but it's, it's something we joke about, you know, have a good time, you know, and, but uh, now he's getting ready to coach T-ball for our uh, 
foster son and adopted son. Mm -hmm. So this yeah, should six be year old yeah, T ball. But no, it's but for the dads, I can tell you is that it's more rewarding than than anything you can ever imagine. Um yeah. huh. Yeah, no, I'm going back because I was wanting to answer that question on that a little bit about the about the uh the fathers, because I know that that that's probably a hurdle that a lot of um moms or you know families go through that they want to start fostering so but yeah that's um i'm glad you addressed that and i think that is definitely kind of a, a myth or a stereotype maybe that people have um or a fear that becomes a little bit unfounded kind of the same along the lines yeah. of how could i love somebody else's child or how right. could i let a child go after they have been in my home if um you know they're able to return back to and biological family yeah and that's a difficult thing to do obviously with us like having several kids in our home for several years mm -hmm. the longest being three and a half years in our home before they went back and it's some of that stuff you know because i mean when you're bringing them home from the hospital and then three and a half years later they're going to their biological home uh, but if you stay focused and understanding that this is where um God has led you to be, and this is what God has led you to do, then it's got to be in his hands. Well, and if and, you see that shift too with the parent, like from where you started. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and you got a lot of peace in that mind yeah, as well. Yeah, like they, they've worked see hard that, and they've right. done what they need to do, so they, right. their child's where they need to be. Correct. And and that's that's one thing like what Carrie said is that if you see the parent growing as well, it is fantastic to see that. And that's the ultimate goal you know, is for us as foster parents is to keep their children and nurture and love on them until um, that those families can uh, welcome that child back home. And we're here to not only foster the children, but to also help those parents and foster them into becoming the parents that they need to be, you know, and a lot of times, you know, we get a lot of that out of us as well, because I start to learn how to become a better father as well during that time. Can you share some examples of how you all have been able to bridge those relationships between biological families and the children you fostered? And Kenny, like you've mentioned, how maybe you've been able to mentor those parents in their journey. Um, let's see. We Well, our little guy that we had for over three years, um, her and I, of course, you, you know, it, it didn't start out great, but then as we developed and learned and spoke to each other and got to know each other um we've we've pretty much developed a friendship myself and his biological mom and um <clears throat> sorry go ahead no, no it's just you know and what you do is that you just they start to misplace some anger sometimes and a lot of times it's toward us because they see us more often and, and we're the ones that have their children and you know look we're not we're not the enemy um, our goal isn't to, uh, you know, take your child from you. It's to help you to be able to become that parent, and, you know, and show examples. And I'm, I'm not here to uh, tell you how to do it. I'm just going to make an example that you can see. Um, you know, I want them to look at me and see how I interact with their children, how I do that. And that is the best thing to do. I'm not telling you how to do anything because Lord knows I'm, that's not what they want to get out of it. All I can do is show them my love that I have for those ch their children and show them how I parent. And hopefully out of that, they're able to learn some from that as well. Well, and then an example is, um, so since he's gone home, 
I um I talk to his mom probably what every other week. Yeah, roughly. We, we, we FaceTime. I get to see pictures. I send her pictures. Um, I got invited to muffins with mom. Oh. Yes, yeah. That was, yeah. That one was really cool. Yeah. So I was like, thank you, yes, I will be there. She's like, can you get? Can you get? It's like an hour away. Yeah. By eight a.m., I was like, oh yeah, I can. I can be there. And <laughs> right. And so and he's gotten to spend the right. night a few times. And so we just try to be yeah. a continued support. And then we um our other little. One of our families, um, I, so we have um, a baby, so you experience a lot of firsts, and that's hard um, for the biological parent because, you know, their first Christmas, their first, and so I try with them to be able to do special things, like we, I met um, the parents, uh, baby this year at the mall to do trunk or treat, and then um, we we did Easter bunny pictures and um they wanted me in the picture and I was like <laughs> they were all dressed up nice and I had I had just come to bring her for the pictures and I was in sweats and so yeah so there's that picture and then um they meet me at different right. therapies and and so we just I always give them my phone number um we um I I just start out that way and then um as long as they don't abuse it the yeah phone we, calls. you have to set boundaries right. sometimes they'll call a little too late you have to redirect them that's the but, yeah, and that's in every relationship. I mean, yeah. the, these kids come into care because their parents, you know, this could be generational and they don't always know just exactly the social norms or what they uh, have had set the boundaries before. And so that's just part of developing healthy relationships. So them seeing that, yeah. I think, helps. You know, and I think, too, is just let the, the foster parents know or the, the parents know that they may call us mom and dad. And that's what we, you know, if they want to call us that, then that's fine. Um, but we're not here to re replace them. We're here as a helper. And so um, as they have transitioned back, um, a lot of times they're like, hey, here's your Carrie. This, hey, here's your Kenny. You know, and so it's not mom and dad anymore. It's it's that relationship that we have now. Like you are, you know, and it's your Kenny, and your Carrie. And it still has meaning to them and not mom and dad. Um you know, I'm because, okay with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And that's that's the thing that's difficult. You know, for us, it's difficult. And and I imagine it's difficult for their family whenever they first are hearing, you know, because we've had these kids. And most of our kids that's come into our home um, have been in the infant stage first and then come to our home. We've had a couple that have been, you know, four or five. Um, but they obviously, with us having multiple children, they just automatically call us mom and dad because everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but to let them know, you know, whenever I take, the a child to the father daughter dance that um you know i'm here in stand of this but then also too they know that 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 i'm here to help them in that and yeah, then and not, take, and not take that place you know and you know send them pictures and have them be involved in it as well yeah a lot of pictures we send a lot of pictures yeah what does that feel like? I mean, I imagine it's it's bittersweet um, when you have a child that does get to go home and and you see how that parent is flourishing and how the child is able to finally flourish in that parent's care. It it's where God wanted. It's yeah, what it, God wants to happen. So because of that, it's starting to see the the fruits of your labor. Well, just to, just like when I did go to the muffins with mom, like um. It, there was also a grandma there and a great grandma and sister and so the the family that wasn't supportive as much not that they weren't supportive they uh the child the child that we had in care but 
you know, of the mom's behavior at the time, um, they have been able to move past that as well. And so they've come together. So to know that he was, you know, he's he's got a village now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, that was <laughs> no, that's beautiful. And I, I think I know for me, um, I started reporting on foster care in Oklahoma 10 years ago about, and I didn't, I didn't really understand. And I think probably a lot of people don't understand unless you're in the midst of it, like you all are, that oftentimes for the biological family, there's, there's a lack of resources, or like you said, there's, there's generational problems that they cannot overcome. They do not have access to the resources to overcome the issues that they have had in their life. Um, And so I think for the general public, being able to recognize that, um, Kenny, like you said, they need, you're supporting them just as much as you're supporting the children. That's such an important piece of all of this. Mm -hmm. And I try to talk to, to parents too when they come in, if their child comes into care, because there is a delay between the time that they come into care and then the time that they go to court and then they can get their services started. There's wait lists, there's, um, you know, different hurdles sometimes in that delay. So, so when a child comes into custody, the parents, you know, they're thinking time frame. how quickly can I get my child back? And then sometimes they get discouraged because it's like, oh, well, you can start, but not for this many weeks. So, so, um, I try to talk to them about, you know, like, hey, in the meantime, they have these free parenting classes here, or they have, um, you know, NA, AA, um, and so just, and even church groups, um, and so just, just give them resources mm -hmm. as well, but then once they do get started with, and involved, um, their caseworkers will set them up, and they can have counseling, um, substance abuse treatment, um, anger management, family therapy, mm -hmm. And as long as everything's going good, um, when like you, what Carrie was saying with us, you know, being in sports or band or or that thing, as they go forward, they we want them to encourage them to come to those yeah. activities and be there as well as they transition and getting, but not not right away or if if there's some conflict between everything. But we want to make sure that it's a safe environment for the child for the child, and they'll come and you know enjoy watching their son play soccer or their daughter play basketball, you know, and really get to cheer them on. And so still feel a part of their lives. The same situation is that, you know, we're fostering that relationship and they've got to see us, how we interact with their child, with their child, child and how they're going to continue to, you know, to interact. And that's what, you know, I know some foster I parents. I have been accused yeah. of, of spoiling them. <laughs> just, just I, do, I do, I do get that a few yeah. times. I uh, guess that. They probably wouldn't act this way if I had not spoiled it, but I think, you know, in our mind is that they've been through a lot and it's time for them to enjoy, you know, from as much as we can. I mean, we're everybody has different parenting styles and we're just sometimes we're the grandparents, you know, like every kid loves going to the grandparents house because they get to get away with more stuff. (laughs) No, but uh, we really enjoy them. We set good boundaries and, you know, just make sure that they just have, you know, a safe environment, loving environment. And opportunities. We mm-hmm. try to go on vacations. And yeah, stuff. we and take them on vacations and things, and you know, just so that they get they're part of our. When they when somebody comes into our home, they're part of our family, and we're not going to keep them from other activities. You know, like you know, they're just going to be do what we do. You're gifting them a childhood, right? And that's what we. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. That's a it's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. 
And what I, what I love that you guys have talked about so beautifully is that you're not just helping these kids heal. You're, you're healing actual families. Carrie, when you talked about that whole village, um, that was at the mom's muffins and mom's event, um, you guys are getting to be part of healing that entire family. And that is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and yeah. I would love to be able to say that mm-hmm. every situation we've been into has turned out well, uh, unfortunately it has not. Um, and it's just unfortunate because like we're open, we're transparent, um, you know, and when they get into it, I'm like, Hey, look, you're going to be involved in this child's life as much as you want it to be, you know, and if they work their program and they're respectful, of our home, respectful of the child, they'll get to do more things, you know, and not that we're doing that. It's just something that, hey, we're open that a lot of other foster families are not necessarily open to as much. We'll be as open yeah, as much I, as possible. I think it's, I think it's, I think it helps that we're, you know, older, we have older son, we, I've worked in, in child welfare, because it is, it is that I do know people have a lot of fear. And um, I will say that, um, like, we've never, we've never had, We've never had anything, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe some ugly phone calls, but nothing, nothing major. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. You guys and just we, have we, a yeah. very, um, you have a very good perspective. I think it, it seems to me on what matters and what you can let go of. And yeah, and yeah. that's we try to, and unfortunately not every situation, like I said, works out and we would, and I want it all to. You know what I mean? I want to, I, I get good, I, I get enjoyment out of seeing uh, the parents succeed and seeing their children have a good time and succeeding in sports or school. Well, and you have to, you have to believe yeah. too, you have to believe that, I mean, you have to believe in recovery, you have to believe in a second mm-hmm. chance. And, right. And so, and we've, you know, we've been able to see that in, in our own lives. And so just to be able to That's hopefully all, yeah. encourage, but then people ask us all the time, they're like, Oh, how long are you going to have this one? And my normal response is, I, you know, they're they're in our home until they're not. Like, but they're always in our heart. Yeah, love that. So you two provide a lot of support for kids, for their families. Tell me more about what kind of support you receive uh, along this journey. That's been especially helpful to you. Okay, so I actually, I went ahead, I, I thought about that question and I wrote it down because I have had, we have had mm-hmm. just, we have a community that that has stepped up and, and helped us and mm-hmm. just provided. Um, we, even though um, we do we do foster through an agency and Circle of Care has been a big support for us as well as we have DHS caseworkers. I'm, I'm actually um, remain friends with some of them after the kiddos have gone home and they um you know they we've always had really good success with our caseworkers class of workers um who've come in and um they they brought like this year she brought some presents mm-hmm. for the baby and, and then they'll they'll um let me know if i need help taking one to a doctor's appointment things of that nature um we have um citizens caring for children who will give you um clothing four times a year and then they have like a back to school thing and so I always sign up my kids and uh, because you know you get a you're not ready at any given day to have a child into your home and immediately fully clothe them and and provide all their school supplies this year we took in um two kiddos right before school started and I get the back to school list I'm like 
oh wow this is no longer like a 40 dollar fee they're they're wanting like yeah <laughs> and well, yeah and so we were able to citizens caring for children that, and then that citizens, yeah, yeah and, and that citizens caring for children um uh chet holmgren for the thunder um really was uh was there and helped me pass out the coats it was great to see somebody of his stature um not only height but uh, he's a, he's a tall guy um, but uh, help out. I mean, it was funny seeing him walk around a little three-year-old and start putting on jackets for him. And it was something that <clears throat> was very special that our foster daughter still talks about today. You know, about that. And we're watching the basketball Thunder game. And he's like, hey, that's the guy that helped us out with the oh. coats. <laughs> you know, so a lot yeah, of fun. And, there's, um, just, and then, and then know, our local community. I know that Carrie's mentioned a lot of people that are set up for this. But to me, the one that's been the most is our local community, our school. Um, and then the pillars or a community some of the guys you know kelly ford and you know i could put on i could if, yeah, if we get a, if we get a child and and without disclosing too much information about them i could put out on my facebook hey guys we have a new friend that wears size 40 and um really yeah. likes purple and and we'll bombarded yeah. with, um, <laughs> with new things and, and i mean so yeah i mean they and then, like, we'll get a new, uh, like, whenever we have gotten babies coming home from the home, it's like we had a, a baby shower. We'll show up, and they'll have our whole our whole uh, front porch is full of oh yeah, kids, so. I guess. And there is support groups too. I also have um, my there's one out of Garvin County that um, has mm -hmm. that I go to just for, as part of my job. But I also have got a lot out of it and learned a lot um, about people in DHS that are. Um, some of the jobs that I didn't know that they assist with, like um, we had a couple of children on IEPs. And so there was this kind of a school liaison that's helped me and help advocate and um, just just be a support with me um, as we went through that process. And then there, they have uh, nurses. So we've had some medically fragile ones that they've kind of lessened the fears of some of the stuff that you just are like, huh, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, you can do it. You just need a little bit of training. And so, um, so yeah, we, there's, there's a lot of support out there. You just have to, um, yeah. um you have to be able to accept be willing it. That's to accept a little it. bit humbling yeah. sometimes, but, yeah. um, at the same time, you just, you know, and then we try to, we try to pay it forward. Like, um, that there's, there's a place here that, um, called fostering our village at Nazarene Church and Mustang, and they provide, um, free clothes and supplies and so I try to what we outgrow take up to there and yeah and so like we you know I will accept anything that people bring us sometimes it's their their throwaway clothes and which is fine you know bring it to us we'll go through some things and then we decide whether or not to discard it or most of the time we're passing it along to other foster groups as well that you know something we may not need you know, or that we have multiple of that we're able to give to that as well, because we know and understand the struggles, the difficulties it is for foster families to, you know, to start anew. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you know, because like we, you know, our, our home right now is full, but, you know, when it's not full at any time, you get a call at midnight saying, hey, we got a baby that's in the it's, system. You it's never during it the day. No, it's, it's always at night. Yeah, <laughs> it's always in the middle of the night. I'm asleep and Carrie's meeting the DHS worker at the door at 1 a.m. Yeah, it's always it's after like, 11, 11 p.m. Yeah, when Walmart yeah. closes. Yeah, so. so it's always nice. You know, they show up in a in a T-shirt, a gold chain, and a diaper. I mean, well, that was our, <laughs> that was one of our, our little yeah. guy that we adopted. Yeah, yeah so we, uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, we got a lot of great <laughs> stories.
I think that's another kind of fear or misconception that people have is, you know, I, I sign up, I go through all of the training and then I'm doing this by myself. And that really could not be further from the truth. I mean, you guys have just listed a myriad of even obscure things that people wouldn't even think you can have some support, but it seems and to me that oftentimes you just have to ask, ask your caseworker for what you need and they will right. find the resources or you guys have done a really good job of creating that community also um, that's there to support you. Right. And also um, they have, if you're not with an agency, if you're just going to foster through DHS, they have a new mentor program and that's somebody that just stays with them. It's And I know some of those mentors, they're they they're the ones you should be interviewing they're, they're amazing foster foster moms um foster dads and that they walk through the family through those first three months when you're you know you you don't know the the lingo for the court or what what this looks like what um you know what you to expect how to bridge um there's there's a lot of supports out there so you're not alone right. and, and you know and my work has been fantastic as well, you know, because I mean, I mean, for the most part, we have eight children in our home at the moment. You know, there's a lot of seven. There's a lot of going homes with uh, nosebleeds or fall off the, you know, or uh, sick or something like that. And uh-huh. so it's been very, I've been very blessed. I know Carrie's blessed as well um, to be, have, you know, to have, and it's just flexibility again, with right, and it's, understand to be open and honest you know, with your employer as well to say, hey, this is what I got, you know, uh, I may need to leave an occasion, you know, and I think that's one, what we talked about before, some of the, you know, fathers or people that are hesitant, hesitant on becoming, you know, like, oh, how is it going to affect my daily life, mm. you know, and so um, I think if you're honest and open, you know, and you talk to your employer about it, or you talk to your friends, or, you know, you may have your Tuesday night, poker, I, yeah, you may it. have your Tuesday night poker night that may occasionally get interrupted because you have to do something, you know, and it's amazing, though, about how your wants will change as well, mm. where you're like, I, I, I'm a big OU fan, and I go to, I went to a lot of games, I still go to a lot of games as well, but my desires and wants will change. Um, now I want to go watch the more of the basketball game of my foster daughter as opposed to going to the OU football game. You know, it may change now that we're in the SEC, but just kidding. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, no, it, it, so, you know, and so my wants, a lot of it has changed. And that's basically because of the enjoyment that I got out of seeing a lot of the uh, joy that the children get from just having you present. That's a really great perspective. So for a parent who is listening, who wants to learn more about becoming a foster parent, where does somebody start and what words of encouragement could you offer? Um, they can, I, I would encourage because there's, there's, there's different ways you can go through an agency or you can go through DHS with um, DHS, um, it's Oklahoma Fosters and uh, you go to the website and there's questions. Um, I mean, there's there's answers to your questions, and there's areas where that you can submit application. Um, and if if you're interested in the agency, some of the things that the agencies do is um, provide some of that additional support that I spoke about, like maybe um, clothing. Um, they have their own clothes closet available, or they bring uh, a welcome diapers. gift, yeah, some diapers, and, yeah. and then um, so so this this kind of something you'll need to think about, like what direction you want to go. But then um, there's there's several um, 
Facebook groups and different groups you can kind of check out. Just um, just look back some right. negativity and <laughs> understand that there are families right. out there that are love and and I think too is. is that a lot of times, like you said, the misconceptions are: Am I going to get a thirteen-year-old? Am I going to get a two-year-old? You get to specify exactly what you want. You know, or the or Even the, or the girl, area that yeah. you, when I say what you want, it's not like that. I mean, I don't want it to sound what, like what, what you, want. you feel you're best, best equipped correct. as a parent. Right. So want if you, it. yeah, so if you are, you know, in a stage of life where you're not wanting to do diapers, you know, that we need homes for teens all the time. So, and, um, you know, that's especially with the ones that mm -hmm. will help them learn vocational skills and right. things of that nature. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you. You get the like for us. The child's needs list, and you right. pick out like what you think you can handle. And and yeah. what's funny though is I worked with families, and they're like, "Oh, I don't think I can handle that. I don't think I can handle that." And then they get a call, and they're like, "Okay." And, <laughs> yeah, right. and then the next, uh, they become like an expert on autism because that's the child that they accepted. Right. And yeah. so sometimes things you think you can't handle, you actually can. can right. Yeah, and excel mm -hmm. at it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah similar to us in our situation, but that's from starting out with, and like for us, we want, you know, we had all boys, three boys in our home. And like for us, we said we wanted boys under our, our youngest son's age. So there wasn't any compete, you know, competing, mm -hmm. you know, territory on that. So. Cause I didn't know if I could help being a girl mom would mm -hmm. we go. And so now we have three girls. Yeah. <laughs> he worked right. up to it. Yeah. Right, exactly. lots, of, lots of those. Right. Exactly. <laughs> First time being the, the boy, you know, the, the girl dad and the girl mom. So it's been it's been fun and what what an amazing ride and amazing. Yeah, just journey. do your research. Um yeah, yeah I mean you yeah. can you can call me. I'm I'm welcome. I, I would answer any questions. There's several foster parents around the state because I mean we we have kids right now. Oklahoma has, I want to say uh 5,900 kids in care. And so um that that need homes and I mean and, the sad reality is you would hope that every one of them are in a safe home every night, but there are children that do end up in offices that do end up, you know, separated from their siblings. And so we have a, we have a part of a sibling group. Mm -hmm. um, they were already separated when we got them and that we were. Yeah, we got two of the four. So yeah, yeah. But, our, but we are in the process of um, not, um, of trying to work with the other foster family to see if we can get them together and and so yeah that's great to get at least i mean just to know each other and to right. and to do things and have that relationship so that's great so while not everyone may be called to become a foster parent as you just mentioned carrie there are lots of kids in care who need support and we can all do something to support all the families and children who are involved in the foster care system. So how can families best provide meaningful support? Uh, I think through donations um, and meaningful donations, you know, I think you'll be able to find um, the churches. There's a lot of churches around that have, you know, directly involved in the foster. Um, obviously then Carrie has more of the ideas that she has that, that for her work and things. Well, like yeah, that. we, uh, things that, have been meaningful to us, particularly. Um, we love a parents' night out. Like if a, <laughs> if a church or somewhere has a parents' right. night out, we Kenny and I have it down. It could be between six and nine, and we will go. For, we'll drop them off, go to the yeah. mall, do some shopping, go eat, and then uh, and then get back there. So we 
we have that down, but um, yeah, give, give a date night, um, things like that. Um, just, um, you'd be amazed, you'll be amazed about how many people are foster parents that you may not know that you work with. I was just gonna say some of the other things, um, like I said, the respite, um, people have brought us meals. Um, I always say, contrary to the movie, children are not cheaper by the dozen. And so, <laughs> so like some people helped us out with Christmas and things of that nature and just um, uh, occasional food. Um, and then just, you know, um, sometimes when you, just being understanding of, of what this kid has been through and that they also yeah. have not, um, we, yeah, they, yeah, they, we they, placed, yeah. they don't know the social norms. And so, you know, you, you take a child church and everybody knows that you don't say a bad word in the middle when you're upset but you know we might bring a child that that does that and so that yeah. just being kind forgiving. And understanding <laughs> yeah that, that you know that we're working on a it lot and... <laughs> a lot of times you know uh, like we have taken uh, some of our foster kids have started in school and or um even though we know we want to treat them all the same sometimes you have to understand what that kid has gone through Mm -hmm. And a lot of times um, treating each child the same isn't appropriate whenever this is a four or five, six year old that's been yanked from their home, you know, in their mind, yanked from their home, uh, no longer in the same demographic, no longer in the same yeah. ethnicity, you know, culture is different and everything's a shock to them. And they're going to fight or flight. And a lot of times they can't flight. So it's fight. And so you've got to be warm and understanding where that child's coming from. And their only defense is to fight. And to and that may be with words, with uncaringness, you know, where they'll say words to hurt you, you know, or things like that. And realize that your job is now to just help redirect them, love them, understand where they're coming from. And I think that is, you know, the biggest just showing thing. just showing grace. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. just you know, knowing yes. that, <laughs> and if you see a child that's running in the opposite direction, and I'm over here with the stroller, it, it's a, I welcome the help. Sometimes people, um, <laughs> sometimes people don't, because there are myths about foster care. Like, um, I've had somebody ask me before, "Oh, can she come sit by me at the football game?" Um, but with their daughter, and I'm like, "Yeah, of course," because <laughs> they said, "Well, it's allowed through foster care," and so they just don't know that, like, like our our kids. Are, it's called prudent parenting and that they can go to birthday parties they can be yeah they can yeah and they can at our discretion and, and be you know just a normal kid and so but sometimes our, our kids have a little bit more behaviors so just just show grace <clears throat> that's such a good point and that is something that should be easy that we can all do to look for those families around us who have kids in their care that we can show some extra love and grace to in our circles. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. You guys are superheroes. Thank you so much for joining me to <laughs> share a little bit about your story. You are. And, um, Thank you for all of the great examples you've given to really empower families in the Metro this year to figure out how they can be a help and support, become a foster family or support foster families. Thank you guys. Exactly. Yeah, they can do yeah, yeah, if we can do it. Yeah, if we can do it, anybody. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and we, and we, we do have to refocus and redirect sometimes. You'll, you'll start sure. looking at things. And so it's kind of a 
an ongoing um yeah ebb and flow of our marriage ebb and flow of your relationship with your biological children yeah. as well and you just have to constantly be on understand that what's going on be on guard because it easily you can turn around it's a month so, and y'all haven't done anything together or one-on-ones or you have or two months have gone by three months have gone by and so just be aware of of all the things that you used to do in the past before that happened and try to keep that traditions with your biological children going as much as possible and with your wife and husband as well that's great advice. You got to care for yourself so that you can care for everybody sure. around you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carrie and Kenny. And for our listeners, you can visit metrofamilymagazine.com to learn more about how you can become a foster family, how you can support foster families, and hear more inspirational stories from parents like Carrie and Kenny. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.